0: We come now to the final chapter, chapter 14 of Sefer Zechariah. The main theme of the Sefer of Zechariah is the redemption of Israel in Sion, in Jerusalem. This chapter, being the Haftarah of Sukkot as well, talks about the perfection of the world under God's rulership, as it says in verse 9. <speaking> in <Hebrew> On that day, God will be king over all the earth, and he will be one, and his name will be one. Many people will die in this... Sp- and the spoils of the nations will go to Jerusalem's inhabitants. The four parts of this chapter, verses 1 through 11, the wonders of that great day by Yomahu. verses 12 through 15, the plagues on the nations who fight Jerusalem, verses 16 through 19, the recognition of God by the remaining nations, and the last two, verses 20 to 21, the Kiddushah of Jerusalem and Yehuda. Verse 1, Behold, a day of the Lord is coming, and your plunder, your spoils, shall be shared within you. This day of judgment of all the nations will come, and afterwards Israel will be redeemed. Shlalech refers to the spoils of those who fought Jerusalem, those will be returned to her. Verse 2 V'asaftiyet kolagoim elirushalayim la milchama, venil kedaha ir, venashasua batim, venashim, tishachavna, viatzach atziahir, bagola, viatara am loikaret min hair. And I will gather all the nations to Jerusalem to wage war, God says, and the city shall be captured. And the houses will be plundered and the women ravished and half of the city will go out into exile and the rest of the people will not be cut off from the city. Verse 3, And God will go out on that day and wage war with those nations like the day he waged war on the day of of the battle. So God will come out from from the heavens, as it were, to, to save his people and disperse the enemy. Verse four. And on that day, God will stand with his feet, as it were, on the Mount of Olives, which is to the east of Jerusalem. The Mount of Owls will split in the middle toward the east and toward the west will form a great valley and half the mountain will move to the north and half of it to the south. So of course, uh, Raglav here, God's legs, is an anthropomorphism. Um, God will be revealed to all from the, from the east to the west. All will recognize and be aware of God. Verse 5 And you shall flee to the valley of the mountains, for the valley of the mountains shall reach all the way to Azal, and you will flee just like you fled during the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, the king of Yehuda, and God, my Lord, will come, all holy ones with you. So the Navi is speaking directly to the nation here, saying the Nastem, you will flee. Those of you who have remained will flee. And Kol imach, the holy ones refer to those who are the remnants left in Jerusalem. Verse 6 ye or ye ve on. And it shall come to pass on that day there shall be no light only disappearing light and thick darkness. This, again, is part of the great miracles that will, that will take place on that day. Verse 7, And it shall be one day, on that day, God will be known to all, neither day or night. It shall come to pass that even it shall be light. Yivada, the day will be known. That's going to be God's special day. There won't be light from the sun and the stars. Verse 8. And on that day shall come to pass that spring water will come forth from Jerusalem, half of it to the eastern sea and half of it to the western sea both all year round, in summer and in winter, it shall be so. Verse 9, And God will be king over all the earth on that day. The God will be one. His name will be one. This is the day when all people will recognize the oneness of God and they won't even mention the names of other gods. Verse 10, Yesov the whole earth shall be changed to be like a plane. From the south of Jerusalem to the gate of Benjamin to the corner gate to the town of Hananel. What's described here is a river that will wind all the way around to the south, to the east, to the north, and to the west. Verse 11 And they shall dwell there, and there shall be no more destruction, but Jerusalem will dwell in safety. There will be many inhabitants at this time, but no more war, and Jerusalem will... Be secure. The following four verses, twelve to sixteen, describe the plague against the nations who will fight Jerusalem, and it describes the um, terrible price that they will pay. Verse twelve: Vezotia magefa asheygof Adonai et kol ha'amim asher tzavu al Yerushalayim hamek besarov hu omed al raglav ve'enav timakna bechorehen uleshonot timak befihem. And it shall be that the plague that God will send against the nations who besiege Jerusalem, his flesh will waste away while he stands on his feet, his eyes will waste away in their sockets, and his tongue shall waste away in his mouth. We have here a grueling description of the falling off of the limbs of the enemies one by one. Punishment for their having come to fight against Jerusalem. Verse 13. V'haya bayomahu mehumat Adonai raba bahem ish It's going to be great confusion. It will come to pass on that day um, that that God will send upon them. Each one will seize the hand of the other and each one will also rise up against the other. And it will be in the confusion that even Yehuda will fight against Jerusalem and the wealth of all the nations The gold and the silver and the clothing will be gathered in great abundance. So the spoils of war of all the nations will be gathered together. Verse 15. And the plague will affect the horses, the mules, the camels, the donkeys, and all the animals that are in those camps. It'll be similar to this plague. Um, One should remember that on Sukkot, the nations were to come to Jerusalem to celebrate or to commemorate when the plague occurred on the day that the world's water supply is judged, the day of Sukkot. This was the time when 70 korbanot were also offered to atone for the 70 nations. Verse 16, V'haya, And as we just described, it will come to pass that everyone left of the nations who came up against Jerusalem will go up every year to bow before God and to celebrate the holiday of Sukkot. Verse 17, And it shall come to pass that those families of the nations who don't go to Jerusalem and bow to God, they will not have rain. Meaning those nations who haven't agreed or accepted the kingship of God will not have rain because they didn't ask Him. Verse 18, And if, for example, the Mitzrim, the family of Egypt, does not go up and uh, come to Jerusalem, why won't they come? Because they have the Nile River. Then they too will have a plague, a drought verse 19 Such will be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all the nations who don't go up to celebrate the holiday of Sukkot. Chatat refers to the their ownish, their punishment. All the nations must come. As a side note, we should mention that even now in modern day Israel, many peoples of the world come to Jerusalem on the holiday of Sukkot, um, coming from all over the world to commemorate this holiday. Verse 20, On that day there will be bells on the horses that say holy to God or dedicated to God. And the paths in the Beit HaMikdash will be like the sprinkling bowls before the altar so the horses that had these decorations between their eyes, these ornaments will be engraved with the words Kodesh Lashem, dedicated to, to God to announce that they are uh, coming to Beit Hashem coming to the house of ha- HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the Sirot refer to the golden pots which will need to be used in order to fill the blood of the many, many sacrifices that will be offered then. So the sirot, the pats, will be like the Mizrakim, the sprinkling bowls that, we, that were used uh, before the mizbeach in the Ben Hamikdash. And the final verse of Sefer Zechaya. beved <speaking in> ha'hu." <Hebrew> And every pot in Yerushalayim and Yehuda will be considered holy to God, and all who sacrifice will come and take take these pots and cook in them, and there will no longer be any uh, merchants in the house of Hashem on that day. So these sirim, which will be used as the Mizrakim for the inhabitants of Yerushalayim and Yehuda, um, will become uh, kadosh, will become holy because they were used for purposes of kedushah and they will need to borrow many, one from the other, but there won't be any knanim, interpreted here as mochre kelim, those who sell the vessels or the sheep that were used for the sacrifices, because there will be such an abundance of nedavot, voluntary offerings from those who come up to Shalayim to celebrate God's kingship on that day.